to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Voodoo Justice Magic, binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, it's us and monthly co-host Kat Baldwin, author of the Forgiveness Workshop. If you are interested in contributing to the show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is the legendary, the enigma, Carter Bushhart. And he's looking very sexy today. Yes. Well, at least you didn't say enema. Let's talk about that for a minute. Have you ever had a report of a Bigfoot getting an enema? No. That's one that I have not had. What does Bigfoot do when he gets constipated? Well, I think he has plenty of roughage to eat. You know, berries and leaves, uh, especially aspen leaves, at a certain time of year up in Canada, they provide uh, fantastic medical uh, qualities to the indigenous peoples, and I'm sure the Sasquatch are already aware of those. Hmm. You know, and uh, that's one of the things my note, my guy noticed up in Canada that. Uh, they eat fallen aspen trees at certain times every year because there are medicinal properties that have been going. It's gone, goes back hundreds and hundreds of years with the indigenous peoples up there. That you know they make a lot of their own medicines and potions. You know, boiling stuff down. And so, uh, you know, he walked up into a site where they just ran them off. They literally there was saliva dripping from tree roots and uh-huh. bark at literally and there was uh sand and water filling footprints that had been made i mean it was still seeping in that's how fresh they were so uh, i don't know how we got on that topic with uh because of enemas and they don't live close to cvs but you know uh i'm pretty sure they have ways of you know uh, creating uh roughage to make themselves digestibly attractive do you think digestive? What do you do? You, do you think that they simply just eat plants, or do you think they eat animals, or do you, like like a human where we eat are both? Uh... They're omnivores, you know. By all accounts, I'd say ninety percent of accounts, uh, they're omnivores, from deer to berries, you know, uh, rotted tree bark at a certain stage in its decomposition, like I was talking about, has medicinal properties. But, you know, mice, moles, you know, raccoons, turtles, they just pop the shells open. So they eat everything. They're they're opportunistic. Whatever's there, I'm eating. Dinner is always served. Is there any reports of them ever cooking their food? 
No, I think there's an occasional person that says, I saw them using fire. I saw them with a log that was on fire in their hand. But those are very, very rare uh, because fire attracts humans. They don't want anything to do with this. You know, that, that would just be a dead giveaway. So it is not, you know, and how would they make fire? Um, of course, you know, there's the old Boy Scout trick of rubbing two sticks together and creating enough heat and a spark, you know, but... If you're an omnivore and you eat your food raw, what do you need a fire for cooking for? You know, so uh, maybe, you know, heating water or staying warm. But I think they've got plenty of, you know, body fat on them. And if they live uh, deep in caves or can just burrow and control their uh, their temperature, their body temp. Or they may go to a different dimension or portal where it's a little balmier. Awesome. That's always up for discussion, you know. Yeah. Like also, I mean, if they're multidimensional and they have these paranormal qualities, though, I think that they probably would be wouldn't have to rub two sticks together to start a fire. They might be able to do it through some type of metaphysical means. Yeah, just mentally, you know. I am warm. It's twelve degrees below zero. I'm sweating. I'm comfortable. You know. Not to, but you know that would be an obvious choice, like you said. You know, I mean, if if they can do that, and I believe they can, and I believe it's a lot of people are reporting it. So you know, if they can do that, it's just like uh, you know the monks, uh, the meditating and lowering their body temperature mm-hmm. and getting rid of their need or desire to eat for days at a time because they can do that. You know, the fasting, uh, you know, meditation and stuff like that, which you can do, you know, with water and very few supplements, you can probably live a healthy life, you know? So, so let's talk about a little bit about your, your, your second book that has recently come out. What is it called? It's very creative. Sasquatch evidence of an enigma two. It's almost <laughs> the same title as the first one, but with a two added to it. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me grab one. See, I got my little microscope out. I've been checking out a guy sent me a hair. Uh, so here is the book. Ah, it's a beautiful book. It is. It's, it's a nice book. It's full color. I sell them you know, from my home. Now, you can, you, know, you can buy them on Amazon. They're black and white because they have a book deal with Beyond the Fray Publishing. They do all the cryptid and paranormal stuff. And so they sell my black and white books. Uh, but the cost to make a color one of these for them and Amazon to get their cut and just price it out of, you know, reality. Yeah. So, but I, I, I print these at home, sign them and send them out. And um, it's about 250, yeah, 250 pages, 257 pages. Wow, I lost count. Yeah. So, and, uh, there's one good picture in here I want to share, since everybody says pictures suck. And you may, I may have shown this to you before. Oh yeah, the hand. Yep. It's Isn't that awesome. just freaking awesome? That is awesome. You know that that is definitely not something that, that I've seen before. No, that'll be one of the best hand photos you ever are going to see. You know. <laughs> Unless someone's got one they're just sitting on, you know, and I'm sure there are probably people that have awesome videos and photos of all kinds of things. Actually, uh, I recently was watching a show 
or somebody had a Bigfoot hand, like an actual hand that was cut off of a Bigfoot. Yeah, I've, I've I forget what seen show that, that was. Is that uh, was that recently or was that? Oh, like it was on ex- was Expedition Bigfoot was on. Yeah, I don't. We don't do cable because we don't watch that stuff. But, you know, that's just that's just mm. who believes in Bigfoot on TV? That's just crazy. I just kidding, just kidding. But was that the one from like uh, the Himalayas or Tibet? No, no. This one that was been... this one was like from the Appalachian Mountains in the United oh, States. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and of course, that's not real, you know. As the haters and trolls will say, well, that's that's baloney, you know. And uh, and, and you know, because nobody wants that evidence to be out there, you know. And, uh, it, it's ridiculous, you know. Science, forestry service, and lumber companies—they don't want that information out there. So that stuff just doesn't exist, and it's hushed up best they can, you know. But you really can't do much with private sources. But that would be cool to see that, you know. And if that's legit, you know, uh, you know, this handprint that's right here behind me—that mm-hmm. one there—that uh, was taken here in Missouri. Now it's got dermal ridges on it. And it's 12 inches from here to the tip of the middle finger. It's a big boy, but not full grown, we don't think. And my partner took it, you know, uh, damn him. He, he, he scooped me, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a great, it's a great, but it's got dermal ridges uh, here on the heel and a couple of fingers and on this side as well. Uh, because this creature was in soft mud and it was like bent over looking and it was using its hand to brace itself and it brought it back up. That's why it's kind of a little squishy. You know, it's kind of turned a little bit. The fingers look like they're bent because it was sloshing in the mud. But the dermal ridges are clear as a bell. So, uh, I mean, and at the time, I had a connection to a, a crime lab and I... Did the prints? I put them on print cards like you're supposed to, because I, I, you know, I got a DNA kit I carry. So, and uh, sent it to the crime lab, and they verified it. Cliff Berrickman has one of these, and he's he's gone. It's a real deal, you know. So, uh, it's when you hit when you see something like you're talking about. I mean, that's just awesome stuff, you know. You'd like to have some kind of background on it, like, well, did you do a DNA? Is there any being, of course, DNA testing is too expensive, you know, but you, if you've got dermal ridges and that's a big, long finger, it's really hard to fake that. Yeah. You can't just take a human hand and drag it or, you know, you can manipulate the photos and stuff, but that stuff shows. So if, you know, if they've ever done any background work on that hand and can offer it, that it just validates it even more. Yeah, that would be awesome if they did. I don't know if they will. Um, what do you think about when people, you know, most of the DNA that's been collected um, in, you know, when people are researching Sasquatch, it tends to come up like typically like ninety eight percent human. Well, what what the stuff I've been reading is fifty percent fifty human female and fifty percent unknown hominid, and it's left at that. The people that will even release that kind of information, you know, DNA testing is like 800 to four grand to get something tested, you know, and that's a lot of money and that deters serious research unless you got the coin and want to spend it, you know, 
but when you go unknown hominid, unknown male hominid, unknown male hominid donor. Well, it's already been classified as a hominid donor. Just what kind of hominid is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and so we don't have those running around America. Oh, wait, maybe we do. You know, you know what I mean? It, it's just bizarre. You know, so you really can't have, you know, uh, it, it, and since you said, you know, 92%, well, that could be because it is basically a hominid, you know, a we're hominids. Right. So, you know, female woman hominid and males, you know, they're, whether it's an ape, Sasquatch, whatever, you know, so the 92% number would be accurate, you know, and you've got a little fudge factor in there, you know, 4% for, you know, contamination from outside sources, you know, you might have a, you know, piece of cow in there or, you know, a crow or whatever is around there, you know, a lot of times they get DNA, it's on fences uh, or barbed wire fences Mm -hmm. and the hair is caught the fence, you know, and uh, that's kind of what I got here. Uh, But, uh, getting it tested is outrageous, you know, and even the photos that are posted from knowledgeable people that I respect and know, they vary, you know, but it's, it's the hollow, clear type follicles that are like very intriguing, you know, because it's hollow, you can absorb your surroundings, you can absorb light, you can absorb your surroundings and appear to disappear. Right. You know, that, that gets into the, the cloaking and all that. Well, it just vanished, you know. And uh, so, but, you know, uh, I'd love, you know, I think DNA and our technology that we mere humans have in our hands now walking into the woods with, you know, camera phones and, and you know, uh, stealth cameras and, you know, black flash uh, trail cams. And this is a classic example, this handprint is a classic example mm-hmm. of the Sasquatch didn't get the memo that you don't walk in front of human cameras. That you know, and the story. You know the story behind that? No. Yeah. Didn't I send you one of these? You did. Yeah. Is it still you using it for a doorstop? Are you reading it? No, I have it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, the guy that owns his property, he has about. 30 some odd cameras on his property, triangulated. They're split into groups of three. And uh, so here's a camera here, there's a camera here, and there's a camera here. And so they're taking a picture of each other. And so if something walks across there, you're going to catch it, you know, and they're really just looking for deer. I mean, that's until this happened to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was for hunting purposes, you know. So the owner of the property lets a guy in town who's not very well off hunt. And in return for hunting, he keeps his kill, keeps his meat and everything, and he helps him swap out the SD cards on these 32 cameras that he's got out there. Uh, so, uh, and the guy who was present when that picture was taken was sitting up on the blind, and I've been to the property, I've sat in that blind, and you're looking over about, oh, a 50-yard clearing from where the blind is up in the tree. It's about mm, 16 feet up, and then... Um, you look across, and it's, it's solid woods, and but in between there, there's a little a, a, a break where you know trail camp, you know, uh, animal trails. You know, they're, they're come, they use that. And he was just sitting there smoking a cigarette about four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. He's done hunting for the day. He's tired. He's just taking another drag off a cigarette before he got down. And all of a sudden, this creature just walks right up, and he's 
staring at him and he's, you know, the Squatch is staring back at him. And then the Sasquatch just turns left and walks along the wood line and disappears into the woods. Well, he walks right in front of the camera, right in front. I mean, he was like standing like five feet from it. It's like, you didn't get the memo there, sass boy. You know, <laughs> you're not supposed to walk in front of those cameras, those boxes with the eyeballs on them. You know, the humans got stuff in there to take your picture. You know, you, you don't do that. But so that kind of somewhat shoots the theory down, uh, you know, uh, but I think maybe, you know, at night, uh, when they're height, their senses are a little heightened. They're probably more aware of, you know, ocular things going mm -hmm. on around them and, you know, the, the, uh, infrared lights that most cameras have. You know, I've got a couple of black flash cams yeah. that have no infrared in them, you know, other than startup when you turn them on. They just, that's it. Uh, the, uh, Reconics, they're about 600 bucks a pop. Wow. But they're pretty good for black flash. But, that being said, I haven't got anything off of that either in 10 years, you know, yeah. worthy of note. But anyway, but that, that Sasquatch just walked right in front of that camera. And <laughs> the guy gets down, and he was kind of spooked, so he didn't even bother, you know, checking the camera. He, he forgot it was there. And, you know, a few days later, they went back and got the card out, and, oh, my God, you know. And so, But he watched him do it. So if they have extrasensory sensitivity to electronics, you know, or maybe just their essence in being and whatever charges they're putting out just happen to interfere with uh, cameras. Uh, he, that, he wasn't on right at that point. He wasn't in his, you know, invisible mode at the time. I don't mean invisible like you can't see me, but, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to do something to this camera to affect its operation. Right. It was or, just crazy. Or he was just distracted by a guy smoking a cigarette in a tree. Yeah, that that could be you know that that makes them you know kind of human. You know, you get distracted with stuff. You know, so you're working on a car and you hear something, you look around and you hit yourself with a hammer. You, know, I mean, you, you just get distracted. You know, it's probably not a you know, it's probably not an unusual occurrence. I've had other handprints sent to me that look pretty darn good. You know, with huge nails and you know, it, it looks like you know a gorilla hand for all intents and purposes, except it's way too long. You know, I've got several handprints I, I can't release, but they're they're pretty good, you know, and they're they're walking with their fists closed. And, you know, it, it's it's crazy. But, yeah, that was a that was just a fluky, lucky thing. And so fluky, lucky thing happened, you know. So. So before we got started and started recording, you were talking about some of your most more recent reports that you've had. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I got. uh and this is a woman who uh, bought one of my books and was, you know, she, I'm very refreshed to see somebody talking about this stuff because nobody talks about it. So I said, well, thank you very much. And she started sending me photos. And I, we've traded some stuff back and forth. And uh, these heart-shaped orbs that she's gotten, uh, very, very interesting. Although, like I said uh, earlier, some of them are probably, uh, possibly lens flare. Because some of these trail cams, and these are trail cam shots, most of them. Some of them are handheld cameras. But some, you know, the the stuff that's bolted or strapped to a tree or a post, uh, you know, or shining a certain direction, and the sun just happens to rise through the trees, and so uh, there could be you know refraction right there in lens flare, where you know the sun hitting that lens just makes things explode. But a couple of these heart-shaped orbs are at night and in other locations, in in in, in the daytime and night. And you go, 
Well, that I, I can't explain. You know, there doesn't appear to be a light source to make that half heart shaped or a semicircle kind of morph into something that maybe looks like a stretched out heart. But some of these are definitely heart shaped. They are just nothing other than red, reddish, amber, heart shaped orbs. Okay, well, that is, that's perplexing and that's interesting. So I, I wish I knew more about optics, but other than the lens flaring, you know, the stuff at night, and she's got other stuff, uh, like rods, you know, if you're familiar with UFO lore, oh, the yeah. rods, rods stuff, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that, and just odd shaped cylindrical things, square, just weird shaped things just flitting around outside at night. So uh, it's interesting, you know, and I talked to a person yesterday and I promised not to identify this person. And uh, they have friends also in Washington, but not this person I was in communication with. And uh, they were visiting and the homeowner, the wife said, I want to take you out of the garage and show you something. And there's already common knowledge and interest in, in Sasquatch. And, you know, and this is the kind of photo that you say, I really would like to see that. And not for the twisted reason you think. I just, like, as a researcher, I'm going, I would love to see that. But the chances of that happening probably aren't that well. This is not her photo, and she doesn't have it anyway. It is a photo. It's a cast. You've heard of the Skookum cast. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the one laying down and reaching over to grab an apple, and it's got its butt print and an elbow and a shoulder and a hand and all that. A great piece of, you know, great find, great find. It is a cast of a vagina. Pure vagina. and simple. Yeah, it is a female squatch, obviously. It's large, and it was sitting on the side of a hill or a muddy area. It's even got hair and everything in this cast. And they found it, cast it, and it sits out in their garage. They don't even have it in the house. But it, you know, she said, uh, it is a vagina. It is <clears throat> the exterior, you know, the whole organ, vulva, everything. Mm -hmm. is there and it's unmistakable and the person who told me says well I'm a woman so I'm going to recognize my infamous body part <laughs> you know what I mean I mean she goes you know it's it is what it is <laughs> and it's like she was dumbfounded and you know that you know little Tales like that coming from a reliable source, you know, I mean, if you heard that from, you know, you know, Joe Blow Squatch group on Facebook or whatever, you, you media, you go, uh-huh, yeah, right. But, you know, it, it was just, you know, I, and I was going, well, I would sure like to see that because, you know, but it was, it's unmistakable. It's incredible. It's not every day that you see a Squatch vagina cast. No, I mean, and they live near a beach, and I wasn't clear if it was 
ocean side or just a lakeside, but it's a, it's a, it's a sandy beach. And I don't know if that is where I don't think a sandy beach would be a good uh, substrate to be casting that in. It'd have to be on a muddy hill or muddy place where you just sit down. You so know? are these squatches yeah. having sex on a beach? It could be. We like hope that only happens. Like a romantic game. evening? Yeah, well, that's the name of a cocktail, too. So, you know, it because is, just yeah. having sex on the beach, a couple of glasses of, you know, whatever. I mean, they're probably out on the beach. Maybe they go do some clamming or whatever. And... Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, seriously, is you, you just go, well, that would be one thing that would be unmistakable. It'd be very, virtually impossible to fake. And the size would be the giveaway. I mean, you know, I mean, if it's an upright hominid, if it's a, an ape, I mean, they may have, you know, I, you know what I, sh I should have done that is, is Google and see if there's casts of gorilla parts for whatever reason. I mean, right. somebody might have those, but I thought that was an interesting, I had not heard that. I'm thinking, you know, I would just love to see it, but you know, who's going to send that out and be confident it'll never see the light of day. So I get why they sit on it. But they, you know, then I get why other people sit on stuff they have because they don't want the ridicule right. or they don't want someone to steal a photo and claim it to be theirs, you know, that kind of thing. So I get why it's not out there. You know, it might be one of those things you get to see if you fly to Washington. You, know? you never disappoint me, man. Never. Isn't it crazy? Last time I talked to you, we were talking about Bigfoots dressed as clowns. Yeah, yeah. And I, I keep hearing stuff, and other people hear about that too. Uh, not, not clowns, but wearing clothes of some type. You hear that a lot. So whether that gets into the shapeshifter thing, or somebody's eyes are playing tricks on them, we have to, you know, entertain all possibilities. But you just go, where would that come from, and why would they do that? Well, maybe to confuse you, you know. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, uh, I had two people, uh, actually three, uh, two people describe wearing a clown outfit. This is out of Oklahoma. And the other one uh, here was wearing uh, kind of dressed like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, black slacks, white shirt, black jacket, skinny, black tie. Mm -hmm. And it was running across the street on all fours and it looked right at her. You just go, okay, I'm going to listen to you because why would you put yourself out there and embarrass yourself like this? And she was just very, very straight about it. She wasn't like, you know, embellishing. She was freaked out. The guy that was stopped at the traffic light next to her was freaking out. When she pulled up, uh, it was a four, and I know where this is. It's not, but probably 20 minutes from me, 25 minutes from here. It's over in Kansas. The car at the stoplight was, uh, it was kind of rocking. And uh, when she finally got up to see who was in the car, she thought, well, maybe somebody was grooving to, you know, some headbanger got the radio up or whatever. It's this guy and he's just like, his eyes are bulging out and he is crying he's sobbing he's looking around like I, you know and he was trying to get out of his car and he couldn't work the door lock because he's probably just so panicked and then when she pulled up even with him and was stopped waiting for the light she sees what he's freaked out about and it's just that squatch coming from left to right and walked right in front of her but it was on all fours it was on the hands 
and feet, not on the knees like you and I would crawl, you know, because that's how they get their locomotion. They're high speed. It, they're much faster uh, when they're running on all fours because they got four limbs going. So, uh, but she described that. See, that's kind of like details that some people just wouldn't know to fake because, you know, that is a quite often reported uh, method of locomotion is hands and feet. They drop to all fours, they squat way down and they're off, they're gone. They move so fast you can't even, you can't even see them. And same thing when they're just upright on two, on two limbs. But, you know, when you hear that, you just go, you know, other than the clothes and maybe that's, I have no explanation for it other than, you know, maybe it was a shapeshifter. Maybe it's something the Sasquatch imposed on her mind to throw her off. I mean, you just don't know. But, I mean, that's going to a lot of trouble to phony up a report, you know. And she just, uh, she, uh, I was at a, a paranormal conference uh, last year when she hit me with that. She had seen me there. And was wanting to talk to me. There was just too many people around my booth. So she left and she got my card and she emailed me. We, t- we chatted. What do you do with that? You know, I mean, obvious, you know, the haters and the people with flesh and blood only. Well, that's a bunch of crap, obviously. Man, I can't believe you fell for that. You know, I said, well, I didn't fall for it. I'm just reporting what people are telling me. And I've got some reports that I would never share because I, I know that they're full of crap. You know, you know, someone's yanking your chain, mm-hmm. you know. But this one was just, she was just so sincere and the way she described the locomotion of, of falling on hands and feet, that's something a lot of people don't know or see or report because that's, that is the way they locomote is hands and feet, you know, and they're up like sprinters and pew. so, and the, the, the clown stuff was a uh, Native American uh, in Anadarko, Oklahoma who two different people, two different Native American tribes described nearly the same type being Sasquatch wearing what looked like a clown outfit without the hat and the nose. <laughs> but, but, but they were sincere. And, and, you know, an elder woman went out, her dog was creeping this big ruckus. It was, you know, middle of the night. And so she goes out her back door and, and glances and the dog's like focused on this left side of her house when you walk out the porch over here. And the dog is just going bananas. And she saw this hairy hominid wearing clown pants and a top with a collar. You think it could be uh, a mistaking for some type of Sasquatch ceremonial garb? Don't know. They're not known to wear clothes, but there are people that report them wearing uh, loincloths right. or uh, kind of a one-piece suit, deerskin that covers down to a certain area, down to the you know waist or something, uh, carrying pouches. But those are very rare, you know. And, you know, and so I don't know enough people reported. And I'm talking about probably one or two percent that it's just there, but there's no documentation. Nobody's got a photo of one wearing any kind of clothes, even if it's a blurry one with a red circle on it. 
they don't have any. But it's, it's such a rare thing, and I don't think they routinely wear clothes, you know. They, they just have no need for human trappings. You know, why, why should I wear clothes? Look at this body. I feel that hair. I feel that way too. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a, you're a sex god. I mean, it's it's known all over you know, the internet. <laughs> uh, I'm actually envious, you know. But, I, you know I can't I can't so, I can't blame you. Yeah, I know. It's you know you you just you're so striking. It's just incredible. It is but incredible. it's just a uh, you know all, all serious. You know you hear these things and you just can't you just can't say you're nuts. Now someone would call me nuts for believing it, but I don't say I believe it. I'm listening to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a frame of reference other than other reports, and that's what you know. A lot of my research is is just people contacting me and telling me of these incredible, you know, paranormal quantum type things and then the off the wall stuff. But you can't discount it just because, well, that's ridiculous. You know, what what Sasquatch would be wearing a suit? Where would you get one that would fit? You know, clothesline. Yeah, a clothesline. That's where I get all my clothes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say something about that shirt, but, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just gave one like that away. To I, I think I may have stolen this one off of your clothes line. <laughs> you may, yeah, you may have gotten it. Yeah, I think I just gave it away to Goodwill. You know, so it can't be good taste. You know. I do. Yeah, but so, but you know, it, it's just that's the stuff that trickles in. You know, and but that's in the minority. But there are those reports. Now, I think in the first book I talked about, you know. Are we going into shock and have a little PTSD when we see a Sasquatch? We're absolutely sure we're looking at it. And we're going into some kind of shock. And so they appear to disappear. But we're really so shocked and disoriented. We're almost hallucinating that that's that's happening. Because, you know, that is a form of PTSD. You can be made to see things. But, you know, uh, so many people... Uh, are seeing them cloaking, walking through a tree, walking through a wall, into a house, out of a house, and, you know, just disappearing right in front of them while they're staring at them. That, you know, uh, those reports are pretty plentiful. Mm-hmm. And so I, I cannot discount those, you know, but I could I could discount an occasional person just going into shock and, oh, I don't know what it's on. You, you, some people are so shaken up that they are like just, they're reduced to blubbering, crying ectomorphs, you know, because it defies logic and it crushes everything you ever thought knew or believed about the world around you. You know, so I could see some people thinking they disappeared because in your panic, you know, you just, you know, you thought it disappeared because you looked away and you looked back and it was gone. So that means it disappeared. Well, you looked away for a second. All it takes is a second, you know, and they could hit the ground. If there's any brush, they could hit the ground and just be laying there and you think they're gone and they're not. So, you know, so, but, you know, by and large, most of the stuff I'm hearing is, you know, quantum type stuff. Hmm. And they're seeking me out because nobody else will talk to them. They ridicule, you know, like the FRO, you know, they just ridicule that stuff. You know? Yeah. There's a few people in there that don't, but for the most so, part. So how do you think something like the heart-shaped orbs connect with Sasquatch? Well, 
like I said, not knowing enough about optics, but if you are in a lot of the interaction with Sasquatch, according to many people, and when they say, well, I feel like I was chosen, I feel like I was, you know, picked on because I'm, you know, uh, I'm a lover of nature and the woods. I don't hunt recklessly. I don't go just taking trophies and cut off a head and stick it on the wall and leave the carcass there. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't do that, but some do. And, you know, disregard for nature and stuff like that. So if they are wearing their heart on their sleeve, so to speak, that could explain it, you know, other than lens refraction or lens flare from a light hitting the camera a certain way. Throw that out of the mix. And then I, I really couldn't explain that. But if you get into the paranormal, like with ghosts and things like that, that are orbs, and that's how they get from dimension to dimension is travel around in, in orbs and concentrate your energy. You can get further and faster and do things theoretically if you're an orb and zipping around and then you, you materialize when you get to where you want to be. So like haunted houses, you see a ghost just appear and then they just disappear. And that could be something that, you know, is a regularly a, a paranormal, a regularly occurring event in the paranormal. World, mm -hmm. which we don't see a lot of so but you know they could be technically i'm showing you love and i know that sounds all trippy dippy but it could be an explanation if you cannot explain it scientifically you know or technically with something you know being manipulated well why couldn't they do that why couldn't they be showing you what I'm trying to impart to other people, the other humans, is just to be, you know, loving and care and care for the planet, quit killing each other, quit polluting the air and, the, you know, the carbon footprint and all that stuff, you know. So and I think that's probably one reason they're here to try to keep us from killing each other and blowing the planet up, you know, until the time is right, you know. So it, it could be. That's the only explanation I can come up with that makes sense is that they have the ability to perhaps... You know, if they can disappear, they can do anything, you know, really. There's nothing they couldn't do if they can actually materialize, dematerialize, cloak, whatever, change their vibrational frequency. So they're there, you know, slipped into a portal or a dimension, and they're really still standing there. You just can't see them because they're in another dimension that we're not privy to, we can't see, you know. So you can't say no because enough people are reporting that. You know, and if you take off all the optical problems you might have or the other mitigating factors that might create that, if you just get rid of some of that and look at it from a, a paranormal quantum physics point of view, how can this be? How can this happen? You know, it could be. It, could it absolutely be. could be. So you know, what is your opinion of telepathic communication with Sasquatch. Glad you asked that. About two weeks ago, I had what sounded like a feminine voice whisper in my ear about 1.30 in the morning. Clear as a bell. Carter. Carter. I mean, you know, I was asleep and I heard it. You know, I may have been awake for a second or two before because I remember 
thinking, well, the room's dark, it's still lit up the same way. It's not Sheila, because my wife, she's, you know, she's out. And I said, did you hear that? And no, no response, because she was out. Then I said it again, and she heard it. She goes, hear what? Quit waking me up, you son of a bitch. You know, that's not what she said. She called me something much worse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the thing was, it was just so clear. You know, and my first hope was that it was, you know, my mom who died like 12, 13 years ago. I thought, well, you know, I've always wondered if she got to a place and she's just having such a good time. She doesn't want to come back and visit, you know, because but, but I don't know. If she has, you know, visited me. I, I believe that, you know, the spirits can come and go as they wish. And she's probably just in a really good place. So I thought about that. But then I tied into other the other stuff that I've you know got going on, you know, uh, something knocked on our door. Hmm. This was about middle of last year, broad daylight, 1.30 in the afternoon, we're laying down taking a nap, and our door was closed because we don't allow the cats in our bedroom because they like to fight over the bed. So we don't get any sleep, so we, we always have the door closed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so who's clears the bell is a knock. Wasn't any wind going, the door closes and stays shut tightly. It wasn't like a rattle or anything. It was like, it was clear, just like this voice. And so... I can't say that can't happen. You know, I've got so many people telling me that, you know, the person I was talking to yesterday was talking about all the telepathic and mind speak uh, that they've had recently, almost every time they go out into the woods. And, you know, I said, well, you're, you're a good human. You're a good, gentle soul. You know, you know, I know the person. And so maybe that's why they are speaking to you, you know, and she hears, you know, name or she hears some other words or she hear a voice or something you know, disembodied and there's nobody out there in the middle of nowhere so I mean unless you're insane and hearing things and you know, she's not you know she's not insane she's a highly educated and very intelligent person and so what do you do with that have you ever heard the disembodied voice ever Yourself. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you think when you? I mean, I thought I was insane. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? And a lot of people Compatible. they don't believe in paranormal. They'll either just blow it off. Well, it must have been the TV or the radios on, or must have picked up a car radios that drove by my house and I heard you know music or a voice coming out of the window. It, you know, you try to explain it away. You know, because we're all taught how to think and how and how the world really is, and so this stuff just doesn't exist. So you immediately start trying to fill in the blanks. Well, it's got to be this, this, or this, because that certainly can't be it. You know. Well, I can tell everybody, and you know, you already know, but you know, if you don't believe in that stuff, and it happens to you one day, and you cannot explain it away with all your glorious mental capacity of you know pigeonholing it into something else, then what do you do? You go from a skeptic to a believer or an experiencer, you know, and that's like all the, all the, you know, big macho hunters and stuff out in the woods. I've been out in these woods 30 years. I've never seen or heard anything like that. That's just ridiculous. And then you get a call from a guy. Well, you know, I've been a hunter for 30 years. I never saw anything or heard anything, but oh my God, I got to tell you. And all of a sudden they've been baptized, you know, like I have, you know, I mean, you get baptized and it's, it's all over, right? you know, 
So regardless of the haters and trolls, all the negative crap on you know, social media, that stuff's going on, you know, much to the chagrin of a lot of people, you know, uh, <clears throat> because it's so much easier to believe that, you know, the, that we're the masters of the universe, we're the masters of all we see and hear, <clears throat> and uh, we're the kings of the planet, and there's nothing here that can usurp that, you know, oh, but wait, maybe there is, you know. <laughs> So, you know, it's just, it's fascinating. It's a study in human condition. It's a study in just the human condition, you know, put two people there watching a car wreck, two entirely different versions of the same event, put two people in the woods, hear a knock or a call, you know, hear vocalizations, uh, words spoken, mental telepathy. And, well, that wasn't it. Oh, my God, no, that was, someone was talking. You heard that, didn't you? No, it's probably a radio. See, you're going to have two, you're going to have diametric, you know, positions either way you look at it. If you have a skeptic and someone with an open mind. So, but it's just, it's just fascinating. But, you know, I think we're in a period of knowing and and learning. And, you know, the, and it's going to hit the fan here pretty quick. Probably already has. Yeah. uh, we're not privy to it yet, mm-hmm. you know, but. So do you believe that. that there's going to be some type of Sasquatch disclosure, just like people talk about with UFO disclosure? Yeah, I think they're going to do something ridiculous and insulting, like, you know, like they did with the Tic Tac video, is say, uh, well, that was not built on this planet. We don't have those skills. We cannot, we cannot design a craft that can do that. It was built off world. We can't tell you who or where. Or why, but that's not of this earth, and we'll get back to you. And they leave it at that, so you throw your bone. I knew it, I knew it, you know. But we've been sitting here for what almost a year after that, and we still don't have any more data. They throw us a bone, it's gonna be the same with Sasquatch, you know. They lied to us about 80 years on the you know the, the UFO thing from Roswell on about, about the 40s. Yeah. There's some other really great sightings in the 40s, mm-hmm. but you know, and that you know. Uh, from the 40s to now is 80 years. So they lied to us for close to a century about these beings and, and craft. Why are they lying about Sasquatch if it's just a dummy? Is it because you don't want egg on your face because the science uh, who knows everything and proclaims everything to be real or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're smarter than you. We got a lot of letters by our name, so this is what we do. And uh, there's no proof that they exist. It's interesting anecdotal stuff, but we just don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but that's going to that's gonna change. It is changing, you know, uh, because there's too many people having these experiences and seeing and hearing things in the recordings, you know. And uh, they're going to do something like, well, we've known about them for a while. Yes, they. we, we believe they exist. Uh, what they're what their purpose is here and how we missed it. I don't know. We'll have to get back to you. It'll be something really pedestrian like that, you know, because they're not about to admit until they got the story straight, you know, but you've got too many people, you know, Ron Moorhead's book, you know, mm-hmm. it's a quantum Bigfoot. What do you do with all that? You know, even science says quantum physics and quantum math, you know, stipulates that, all of these things we're talking about can happen. Yes, absolutely. It, 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 it's all proven mathematically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even the science says, well, the only way to disprove it is to disprove it with math. 
math is something that does not lie. It doesn't have, you know, fallacies, you know, they're calculations, but they're, they do have fallacies because they're calculations made by human minds. So you can't screw it up. But, you know, they, you know, they say that just can't be. And I think they're sitting on the narrative as long as they can, because again, if it was just an undiscovered ape, like they find, they discover new life of all kinds, you know, plant, animal, you know, fauna, aquatic, everything. You, you hear about, well, we just discovered a new gecko. We just discovered a new eucalyptus tree in the south exposure of the you know, Yucatan Peninsula. We've never seen this species before. You, know, you hear about that all the time. It just kind of goes in one ear and out the other because, you know, well, that's cool. We have the technology and you just blow it off. But if it was just a dumb ape, why the secrecy? That, that's my whole thing. What are you just trying to keep a dumb ape if that's all you think it is? Secret. I think it'd be a glorious thing. That'd be a link, you know. Uh, and But they don't. They won't acknowledge it. We don't have proof. We got a lot of blurry photos. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of theory, but we don't have anything. You know, and, you know, this is a cliche, but, you know, the evidence we have on Sasquatch existence would convict a human in a court of law of a crime, but it's not good enough for science. You know, I mean, you know, that handprint with the dermal ridge, what the heck? You know, it's a 12, 12 to 13 inch handprint. You know, that's double my size. I mean, what do you do with that? How did I fake those dermal ridges? You know, I mean, just stuff like that. You know, the Freeman footprint there, the Patty Fit footprint, I mean, that's been deemed, you know, official, but not by science. You know, even Meldrum's kind of sidesteps, you know, he, he just won't commit to anything because he's got a, a job to protect. You know, and that's uh, that's unfortunate, you know, you know, and I've contacted him several times about the handprint. He won't even talk to me. You know, really? he's, he's, he's you know, too busy, you know, hmm. but, you know, that's his problem. That's our problem, well, I guess. But, I, I think some people are just there for the money. Yeah, I'm the notoriety and whatever, you know, and you can tell by my lavish surroundings, I'm doing quite well with all these books I've been writing, you know. Yeah, me too. I can't pay my water. I can't pay my water bill, you know. But I'm, I'm giving books away, you know. But, you know. but I'm kidding, you know. It, it, there's, there's, there's no money in any of this. It's just, you know, for the love and the passion of what I've experienced and what other people are experiencing, you know. And when you talk to people, you know, you just have to decide if they're lying or yanking your chain. And most times they'll give themselves away, you know. They almost always do. And you don't tell them that, you know, unless it's obvious and they're kind of, you know, obnoxious. I say, well, guy, I'm sorry. I don't have, you're kind of wasting my time. You know, I'm usually polite to everybody. I just go to this and I got to go, but thanks for your report. You know, but you can tell when someone's yanking you, you know, none of these footprints are fake. You know, they're all real. This is all real stuff. It's real flesh and blood stuff. You know, like I was talking about that uh, print of that human uh, the vagina. Mm -hmm. It was in a clear spot surrounded by grass. That print there was taken in a clear spot that just happened to be surrounded by grass. And my partner was out there at this creek where I've had four other Class A reports published BFRO. And that's an area we always start with. We go to that area because there's some really great reports that happened here and it's a junction of three creeks. And so it's a really interesting area. But that handprint was in a patch of mud is probably about 
this big around, it's just a, a clear spot for whatever reason on the side of this bank uh, overlooking a creek. So guy put his hand down, look, looking for deer, looking for traffic, gets back up and walks away. Female Sasquatch sits down this bank of mud and leaves a print. Gets up and walks away. And there it is. Probably happens every day and we just don't see it. Because, you know, we're not where they are. You know, they, they stay away from us when mm-hmm. they're the habitat. Goes. And they're very conscious about leaving their prints behind anyway, hand and foot, you know, or anything else for that matter. You know, you know, why, why is it you think that they do sometimes come out of their safety zone and into areas where we inhabit? They're curious. They're curious about us humans. And, you know, like that one that walked up and got that handprint on that camera. Mm-hmm. He wasn't expecting, you know, anybody to be sitting up in a tree looking down, you know. And both the human and the Sasquatch's movement caught the eye of the other. And they went, oh, oh, oh. And there you are. You're seen. You're caught. It's happened. So, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I think they want to be seen, you know. There may be somebody in there they are kind of interested in, you know. They're interested in their behavior, their types, you know. They love women and children, especially, you know, the, the life givers and the caregivers and the nurturers, you know. Women give birth, they, they give birth. They got two arms, two legs, and a head. It's like, I mean, they're so, you know, identical except for, you know, physiology, that, you know, they can't help but, you know, we are them and they are us. Now, I'm, I'm interested in these really, you know, hairless hominids, you know, we humans are, you know. So I think sometimes they want to be seen. Sometimes they really, like this this story here, and I believe every bit of it, that this creature just walked up, and I know it knows that area, and wasn't expecting a guy to be sitting there. You know, who who really hunts? for deer all day, you know, other than a, a fanatic, you know. So it just, just like the ones when they run across the street, you know, and you see one crossing the highway or, you know, they, you see, you know, 50% of all sightings are road related. Walking along the road, they ran in front of the car. And so some of that's, I got to get somewhere from A to B and this is the fastest way I'm going to go. Other times, so maybe they're playing chicken which has been theorized, you know, see if I can, how close I can get to this car without getting hit, you know, uh, things of that nature. But I think they, you know, some of them aren't afraid of being seen because they know you can't do anything about it. You're not going to shoot me. If you shoot me, you're not going to hurt me. And I can run faster than a speeding bullet, so you're not going to get me anyway. You know, uh, why would somebody who doesn't want to be seen mm-hmm. Decide they want to be seen one day. I don't know, you know. Do you think that there was a time when humans lived side by side with Sasquatches? Or there will be a time in the future where we do so? I don't know about the future, but I guarantee you, you know, Native American lore, they go back with these beings hundreds and hundreds of years, if not a thousand years. I mean, we don't know how far back, but, you know, uh, any indigenous peoples anywhere, at least in the North American continent where I'm doing my research, you know, Canada and, and the United States, they, they all talk, all tribes have a word for Sasquatch, all Native American tribes, 
have a word for Sasquatch, as they do in Canada. They have a word for them, and there's a reason for that because they exist. They saw them and interacted with them. They, you know, according to many lore, you would hear that they traded, you know, food for herbs and spices and things of that nature, more like medicinal things that they got in the, in the woods. You know, maybe the Native Americans weren't aware of them. They go, oh, cool, I'm going to give you a blanket and some trinkets. Well, what they, if they traded blankets and trinkets, I'm not sure what the Sasquatch did with them, you know, but you take it home and lay it on the, lay on the ground, you got, you got a human blanket to lay on. You know, it might be different than having to make your own bed every night out of tree branches. But, you know, there's, there's, tales and it's in their native american lore that there have been interactions with these beings for years and years and years so i i you know now with the advent of guns and chemicals and disease i i can see there's still being an attraction and wanting to interact with humans but i would think on a far uh, far less frequent basis than maybe in the past when things were a little bit more innocent we're all sharing the land, living off the land, and living as one, so to speak, until, you know, white men got involved and started murdering the uh, Native Americans and drove the Sasquatch back into the woods. Hey, I ain't messing with this crap. I'm out of here. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you know, to put it in human terms, yeah, you know, if, I, yeah. if I'm seeing that, <laughs> screw that. That bullet may not hurt me, but I don't want to find out. You know, yeah. I'm out of here. Not to mention the guys with the chainsaws cutting down their freaking home. There you go, you know. And there's a real good story in this book about that. Uh, oh, yeah, you told me about the guy with his hair standing up. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, five or six guys, mm. you know. I mean, they they had long shoulder-length hair, some of them. And, but they were sticking up like they had had their hands on a Van de generator, just sticking straight out. And it was stiff. It would not, you would try to push it down, it would spring back up. It was that traumatic and the electrical charge or whatever had happened to these guys that saw or realized they were in their presence uh they were scared crapless and so you know and so well, what do you do that, that story is just so it, it's just it's just it's real it describes scientific principles you know of things and you know the hair follicles standing on end we, we all get that you, know, just, you get your yeah, hair so, so back your neck it sounds like there was up. like an immense static charge mm -hmm. electrical charge Pro so probably maybe some kind of portal event yeah and, and so in the in the book the the uh my guy was with uh, 12 guys a crew of 12 they had a big old giant crew van six of them they were all planting replanting uh areas of forest up in Canada, British Columbia, that had been deforested. If you talk to anybody in Canada, the uh, paper and lumber companies are absolutely the worst at deforestation and then trying to do anything about it to re replant. They just don't because there's so much of it, I think, is the general logic. So they were there to do that. And the guys that were scared out of their minds, they knew what they were dealing with but they never saw one, but they knew they were in the presence because they said, well, Sasquatch is after us, Sasquatch is after us. And my guy was watching over this hill where all this was going on. 
these giant 100 and 200 foot trees swaying back and forth, you know, and you hear about that kind of stuff all the time, tree shaking, you know, where they rattle a tree and stuff. Well, these guys saw that and they knew there was probably a vision. They were not allowed to talk to one another. They split this crew up after it happened. But, you know, long story short, they happened. They saw them in their heads. They knew they were in the presence. They saw the trees and they were scared, so scared. They came running uh, over the hill and their hair. I mean, uh, Sibylla Ir Irwin did a good job. She did a, a, a drawing in there. It's pretty, pretty funny looking, but it's the reality of the situation. So, yeah, you know, static electricity, uh, vibrational frequency just scare the holy crap out of you. And this is what happens. Like when you are really immensely scared, Well, this could have been some, just kind of lessened, you know, we're going to give you this much land, but don't come back over this hill and start deforesting our property. Well, they weren't there to deforest. They're there to plant, but you know, you know, they will draw a line and acquiesce to humans to a degree, as far as their territory, when you get to an area where they decide, you know, this is our land. This is our home. This is our living room. Don't come over here. I will scare the crap out of you. I will bluff charge you. I will menace and show my teeth and growl. And I, you, you won't want to mess with me, you know, and I still have not heard of any reports of Sasquatches attacking people. And they think they're being attacked or they're getting scared uh, because of what they're going through. Uh, but there's no real physical assault. Well, there is the, uh, what is it, the Boulder Canyon story? Yeah, the Ape Canyon. Ape Canyon, yeah. Yeah, well, they're throwing rocks and boulders on the top of this cabin. It was very well built, apparently, so these boulders are just rolling down off the, uh, the roof. Uh, but that's not a physical interaction. That's just throwing stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like I'm ripping you limb from limb. I'm going to pick you up and throw you 20 yards because I can. You know, there's there's no credible reports. You know, there's, there's reports of gunfire and they're trying to get into the house and stuff like that. There there have been some isolated reports. Um, well, I think the Ape Canyon and the Siege at Hanobia is another one where they are allegedly trying to get into a cabin mm -hmm. because they want the food and everything that, that they know is in there. And, there's also uh, kidnapping stories, too. Yeah, the, you know, Albert Osman mm -hmm. uh, was carried off in his sleeping bag. And there's another story which I just heard about. I mean, it, it's been around for a while. It's never, because when you hear one, you hear, you know, kind of the gist of it. But there was another guy who was kidnapped and uh, taken. Uh, supposedly, you know, and it, it's the same with Osman, too, supposedly as a mate mm -hmm. for one of the, the females. Or it could have been a symbolic. Thing. I'm surprised that hasn't happened to me. I can't imagine. I think it's the glasses. Maybe that's why they, they avoid because of my glasses. Yeah. Four eyes. Four eyes, no good. Four eyes, no good. Makes yeah. sense. You know, that's why I wear glasses. I don't want them anywhere near me. <laughs> They're detracted. You know. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> you know. But, you know, it's just when you... you people... I'm finding this out. They want they want to tell their stories, and I don't. I call them stories only because, but they're event. I, I don't want to downgrade it to a story because that could be made up. But an event. They want to just tell without anybody laughing or making fun of them, mocking them, ridiculing them. You know, which happens with their husbands, wives, 
boyfriends, girlfriends, co-workers, family. Yeah, there's Bobby. He's done saw a Sasquatch out there. We better set another place because he might come in there and sit there and down to dinner with us one night, you know. <laughs> you know. And you're you're ridiculed for having a serious thing that affected you, you know. And so you shut up. You, you won't talk to anybody. You won't talk about it, you know. So and these people are coming out of the you know, woodwork and they're risking a lot telling me because I know their name and I would never reveal anybody's names or location. I just don't do that. I, I fictionalize all of that in the books, you know, because where it happened and who it was matters not. It's the event. It's just the event that somebody right now, someone probably listening to this show right now is going, God, let's call this guy. Because remember what happened to Uncle Johnny back in 87? He kept telling us that story and everybody was laughing at him about family reunions and Christmas and stuff. We just That sounds just so familiar. How could he be making that up? This guy, you know, and, and so that's what I start hearing from people because they hear me on a podcast or they bought the book or I'm at a, a, a at a conference and they, they go, oh my God, I got to tell you this. And, you know, and you get the abstract stuff, you know, the clown outfits and the clothing wearing and uh, some of the other stuff. But how can you just discount that? Because they're, they're so sincere and they want nothing other than to just tell you, do you really want to waste an hour of your day calling me up and telling me you saw a Sasquatch and it's all made up? I mean, do you really want to go through all that? You know, no. I mean, you got to have better things to do with your time, you know, and there are people out there that do that. I get it. But usually I can weed them out, you know, knock on wood. None of them are in any of my books. Yeah, you know, it's good so, to do that. Keep the yeah, I mean, the, there are some, I mean, there. I've had some, I've heard some incredible stories, you know, some that are just not as crazy as they once seemed, but still like, okay, guy, you're yanking my chain, you know. And BFRO won't touch anything with any kind of paranormal quantum stuff in it. They just won't touch it. And that's why they, you know, I've had some of my reports altered by them mm -hmm. to take out the paranormal or any sign that points to a reasoning, thinking, sentient, sapient being. Yeah. That's just keep my dumb ape. We got to protect that TV show. You know. So, you know, and whatever they think they're going to lose, viewer-wise, they're going to gain by the people coming out of the woodwork, and they're just going to deem them all nuts. Well, those things don't really happen because we believe they're flesh and blood. You know, there's other investigators with BFRO. They're there for the same selfish reason I am. is because I want to get that one report. Just that one report that's like oh, off the charts. And I've actually had several. I, I monitor some habituation properties from that. Mm -hmm. You know, but you might just get that smoking gun one day. Other than that, I haven't done a report for them a year and a half or two years because they're sanitizing reports. And I'm not going to be a part of that. I, I can't contribute to that. You know, I, I just won't. You know, it's just disinformation. And it's the largest database in the world. And it's, you know, it's been corrupted. You know, I just can't be a part of that, you know. Um, but, you know, 
because they deemed it and because it's so left of center for humans anyway mm-hmm. to believe anything paranormal UFO about Sasquatches that is going, that's so ridiculous. You know, I believe there's probably a couple of apes running around the woods. You know, that wouldn't surprise me, but you know, all this other power, levitation and mind speak and you know, vibrational frequency changing and disappearing. I mean, that's, that's all baloney. That's all space age stuff. You know, government wouldn't lie to us about that, would they? Anyway, you know, oh, wait, wait, wait. yes, they would <laughs> just look at the UFO thing, you know, and so, uh, and my guy uh, on this back to the the tree planting thing where my guy was on, uh, they saw hundreds of footprints. And you know the six guys he was with, the five plus him, six guys, they were in this big open area, and there was footprints all over the place. So, and they, they had, you know, I'll just let you read that. You'll have to read it and get that. But read the planting some trees mm-hmm. um, chapter. That will blow your mind. And read the uh, Harry Spaniard uh, chapter if you have time to read. You know, I know you're dying to tear into my book. You just haven't had the time. So, but I, I would point out a couple of chapters, <laughs> you know, but you know, it explains some things. Yeah. You know, and my lady I was talking to the other day who was telling about her friend with the, the you know, the vagina print and other things that have happened to her. She feels chosen and they do choose people and they attach themselves to you and they will communicate with you on a somewhat regular basis like mm-hmm. is happening to her. And it happened to my guy and his father. Uh, over a 40 or 50 year period. It's still going on. He's 66 now, 67. So it's been going on for, even now, his dad passed away, uh, I don't know how long ago, 10 years. And his dad always denied, no, we didn't see that. We saw something else, or we were just mistaken. Then on his deathbed, he finally told my witness, you know, all those times I told you, you know, in, my guy says, yeah, I know. I know, Dad. They're real. We saw them. You were just, you know, didn't want to admit it or wanted to protect me or whatever. But, you know, I understand. They're real. I know it now. You know, I've known it for a while, but I know it now. Thanks for telling me. You know, that he, he passed away. So, but they have creatures that adopted them. They were, I don't know the higher, how the hierarchy works, but they were assigned to these particular humans for particular reasons. And they followed them around and they did things, you know, left gifts, came in and out of the house, you know, telepathically and otherwise, physically disappeared outside, reappeared inside the house. You have to just go, okay, now we got to, that's bull, that's bull crap. That can't happen. But it does. And a lot of people are, reporting that and they don't want any fame or fortune they want nothing i've said this so many times but they don't want they just want to have a sympathetic ear to tell their story so that's what happened to him so he you know when i told you to read the hairy spaniard you know this creature was running around on all fours and the reason he called him you know i asked him so what did he look like he said well he's very swarthy he looked like a mediterranean like a spaniard like a very well tanned spaniard man you know, they, they, and so I said, well, it's a hairy Spaniard. That's just the name I came up with the chapter. 
But they're watching this creature uh, running amok in the woods. He was tearing, you know, uprooting trees and rocks and covering his tracks. At the same time, he's making all this racket. And they go, do you see that? Do you see that? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? And it would stop. It would stand up and show himself with his really pissed off look on his face and get back down and start doing it all over again. And they, sometimes they would say it out loud, but it was too far away for them to hear it. But they would think, it. God, where did he go this time? And he would stop and stand up. Hmm. Show them. Here I am. This is where I went. Right here. I'm here. And he could tell he was pissed off. He had this really irritated look. He'd go back down and disappear. And he was following them around. And every now and then he was exposing himself to make a lot of racket. So he wasn't trying to be uh, discreet. But my point is, they heard them thinking, where did he go? They're looking around. It would just stop, like on command. I have to show you where I'm at. Hmm. Takes a while to wrap your head around something like that. But, you know, we both came to the same conclusion independently. I, you know, I said, that really sounds like they're babysitting you. They're, they've been assigned to you. You've, you're their property. They've got to, they've got to do your bidding, you know. Just like if you don't want to be bothered by a Sasquatch, you don't come on my property, don't look in my kids' windows, you're welcome to be here, but don't do this. They just won't. They'll do whatever you ask. And that is a hard thing for people to grasp. You know, everything I'm saying, you know, there's a bunch of BFRO people sitting around going, (laughs) he's he's lost it. Too many drugs in the 60s for that guy. (laughs) So, but what do you do with stuff like that you know they read and they stand up and show themselves when you think to yourself where are you just how do you and that's a very very creative story if you're trying to hoax me that is that's a good one you know you know i said i I told this guy i said you got to be a writer if you're if you're bullshitting me this is good stuff you know i was kidding but you know it's just you know hoaxers don't go to that much trouble with this story as a rule you know they will agree to almost anything you say once you've gotten the story uh but you know as i mentioned before he would correct me on minutiae you know i i I recorded probably 45 50 hours of our conversations because we would just and i was at fault too i would just go rambling go talk about this go talk about that and he'd tell me something oh that's cool how that happen? you know and but got off track so i started recording everything so i could go back which got to be too meticulous and too time consuming so but anyway you know he would correct me on just little things like if i got the direction wrong you know the north south you know the four compass points the four cardinal points i got something wrong you said it was that south no 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 that was east yeah i mean just little things you know you know, the color of a, you know, a, a gift that he was given, you know, or dragonfly wings were the big thing that he was always given in, in complete, full, uh, freshly passed away dragonflies in his house with all his doors and windows locked. You know, anyway, so, but there's just, you know, there's stuff like that. There's just so much things going on. <clears throat> and this is a, you know, information age and you know, people are sharing uh, and they don't want anything, you know, and, the, you know, if you're going to hoax me, you're going to want to see me make a fool of myself, like right now, apparently, to many, you know, and, you know, get get your jollies, you know, build a structure or 
hire your buddy to run across a trail in the woods with a ghillie suit on when you know there's campers and hikers there. Uh, that's a good way to get shot. So you know, you want your job is if you're going to hoax somebody, you want to be there to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You don't want to just build a structure and go, well, that would be cool when somebody finds that one day. They'll probably think the Sasquatch built that. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the enjoyment in that? If I'm going to hoax somebody, I'm a practical joker. I could see, you know, but I'd want to be there going, <laughs> you gotcha. You know, so you know, it just, you know, there's hoaxers, but, you know, the ones with the fake videos and the, you know, the blob squatches with a red circle. I, I swear, look at those two eyes, you know, you can't see them. Well, so they, they put two eyes on the tree stump. Okay, now I see two eyes. Okay, they're two silver dots you just put there to let me know that what you saw was an eye, but you, we can't see it because of the photo. So I'll show it to you. So you end up with a stump with two little silver spots on it. Don't you see that? No, no. You were there. You saw it. You experienced it. It does not translate into evidence or information for me because I don't see it the way you saw it because you were there and I, I'm not. I'm the recipient of your information. So, you know, it's, it's, cra- it's craziness. It's just bizarre. And, I, you know, every time I think I have a, a lull and people contacting me, boom, phone rings, you know. Uh, did I tell you about the guy with the... Uh, Predator type gelatinous he thing. Did. Walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and his wife. And he's a former military, former cop, and former military. Now he's working in the uh, government in a different sector. But they both saw it. They're both standing on their deck in different spots. They walked out from underneath the deck, broad daylight, sunny day and walked across their backyard, back behind the shed, and was gone. And his wife wasn't having any of this up until when she saw that. And she goes, okay, I'm on board. That's that's weird. You know, and it was, you know, you're, I, I told you that uh, squatching with, uh, let's say, with Barb and, I can't remember. It's Barb Shoot is her name. She's got this video. Squatching with, Bar- with Barb and the friend. Google it. There's a video of them seeing this ectomorph-shaped gelatinous. You can see through it, but obviously there's a shape up in a tree and it jumps down. You ever look that up? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. What do you do with that? I mean... And she's not sophisticated in the ways of, you know, she's a good, solid researcher, and she's not sophisticated in the way of faking stuff. It's just not something she would do. You know, it's not her interest. And the only reason she got it is because she was taking somebody back out there to show them where they saw a Sasquatch the day before. And it just happened to be in that exact same area. Mm-hmm. And well, this is where it was, and this is where it was. Oh, my God, what's that? Do you see that? Yeah. You know, and so once you, once you see that, like my, my witness with he and his wife, she saw that. You know, when I had one disappear in front of me on a thermal camera in 2013, that changed it all for me. And I went from, well, it could be a dumb ape, but I just find it hard. I, I, I guess could not wrap my head around that's all they are, but it just, you know, nothing happened. And then that happened. So I went from, okay, all you, you know, hillbilly goobers that just think they're a dumb ape and that's all you want to talk about. I went over to this side. I, I, I went completely the other way because when you see that, it changes everything. Yeah. You know, 
one stone, one high. My camera was working quite well. Uh, so there was nothing affecting my sensory uh, perceptions. The camera was working. It was night. I was with about 10 or 12 people. And it just simply took a step across the trail. And so when you see that, you just go. Did I see that? Yes, I did. Okay, how did that happen? I don't know. But it's not a dumb age. Ain't doing that stuff, you know. So, you know, so you get baptized. A lot of people that that happens, they see the road crossing or they see one or hear one. And they get that creepy heebie jeebie, you know, hair on the back of your neck, you know, they get those sensory uh, you know overloads and sensory taps that, that tell you that you know you're in the presence of something, something just happened. And so that that converts people. Those people get converted every week, every day. Some of them just won't talk about it. It's too earth shattering. Because if you if you're deeply religious, or if you're just ultra ultra conservative and believed everything that you were always taught and shown in school without fail, and you just don't question because you're happy with your life that way, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people go about their days and just they have no interest in Sasquatch. Yeah, there probably is one. You know, whatever. I don't care. That's good. Let me know about it. Show me a good picture. But when it affects your day-to-day being, it affects your emotional and your your to your your core beliefs. You gotta, I gotta look into this because that just shot my worldview completely to hell, <laughs> you know. And so that's what happens. And there's still people, you know, that just have had it and won't talk about it. Can't, won't. I lose my job, you know. Or they will talk about it to somebody like you eventually. Yeah, they will. I will hear from your tens of listeners that um, you probably have dozens of listeners. (laughs) You've got a pretty wide audience, though. I do, yeah. I will get contacted after I've done a month of podcasts. I will get contacted by someone. I saw you, I heard you. I got a story. I've got to get this off my chest. It kind of just starts like that, you know, and they just, they go right in, you know, and then some of them are very emotional, you know. I mean, they're like waiting for me to snicker and laugh, which I'm not going to do. I never do, you know. Uh, But someone hearing this right now or, or reading this book, you know, this lady bought my book and contacted me, you know, and she bought it off off my website because she heard a podcast. And she bought, she bought the first one, not even the second one. I just mailed her a copy. But she wanted to share because even her husband is not convinced. He just won't have any of it. That's the thing. She can't even talk to you. Hubby. He thinks there's something weird, but he won't assign that to Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. So there is another couple who cannot communicate with each other because of a stigma of a belief system that you're ingrained in, you know. And even he can't explain it because I don't know, you know, they're stealing apples off their trees like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gotta be the, the crows and the hawks. Well, they're stealing all the apples off the top of the tree and leaving the low-hanging fruit for the humans. 
So they're taking what they can reach and they leave it. It's just an odd, you know, it's obvious what's going on, you know. And they've been gifted. She was gifted a uh, a dead rabbit that had been gutted. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> had been gutted and washed. And they took the uh, all the high-protein stuff out, just like they do with the deer. Uh, the liver, the heart, lungs, intestines, that's the high-protein stuff. So they take that out, and then they'll share the rest with, with the family. You know, but this rabbit had been washed, and it was wrapped in grass leaves and left on their back porch because she was bitching about, you guys quit stealing my apples. I'm getting tired of this stuff, working hard. You know, and she was letting them have it. And the next day, <laughs> there was a, a rabbit. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So now it's gotten down to where they're just taking the, the fruit off the top and leaving it below. Bizarre. But you see, there's a, a cause and a reaction. There's an event and a reaction. And then a reaction to that. That's an interaction. That's They're having a relationship, so to speak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Okay. Here's a, here's a dead rabbit. It's, you know, cook it up and eat it. It's good. You know, we don't cook, but, you know, just pull the foot off and eat it. Or stuff like that. You know, you, you just, you hear stuff like that. And it, it, it's an everyday event. And she, she told me about it. Just got, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you that. Because these people that are in these habituation type things, they uh, forget to tell you when you, you call them every you know, couple of months, two or three months, you know, and they just tell you about what's been going on. And, you know, they're, they're friends now. So a lot of times we don't talk about anything Sasquatch related mm-hmm. uh, until we, you know, well, we're about to go. So, you know, anything going on out there? Oh, yeah. And then forget. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you know, uh, you know, Eddie uh, saw a Sasquatch uh, last week and he was walking the dog. We, we see him every time when we walk the dog up to the fence and back. Did I tell you about that? This one was different. Uh, no, because it's such an everyday thing. They don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And you know why we're, we're speaking because I got them, uh, as a witness who contacted me and I contacted them and we have a relationship now. And so I can call and talk to them. They will call and share pictures with me out of nowhere and I send pictures to them. And so, uh, it's, it's fascinating because it's such an everyday, it's like going to Walmart getting an oil change, getting a haircut, renting a video, and coming home. Oh, yeah, we saw a Sasquatch when we pulled into the property. I tell you that. Yeah, it, it's just, they don't <laughs> even think about it. It happens all the time to them, you know. Of course, me, I'm sitting here foaming at the mouth. God, would you like to adopt an older, you know, researcher guy? I won't. I won't eat much, you know. <laughs> I'll sleep in the shed out back. I'll just pitch a tent, but, you know, just so I can be there to, you know. And uh, so it, it's incredible. But, but people that are having these ongoing things, they will forget to tell you sometimes, uh, mostly because they're probably afraid of being ridiculed. But sometimes they just forget because it happens often enough that they, it's just a part of their their daily life. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy to have that. Like, you know, what do you do when you wake up in the morning, Gary? You get up, take a shower, you have breakfast, you go to work, you, you know, do some work on a computer. You, you know, you have your routine and they have their routines. And all of a sudden there's a Sasquatch in the middle of the day, you know, just thrown in there. Yeah. Doesn't well, happen for it me. It does happen. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so before we wrap it up, where is 
the best place for listeners to reach out to you and get your 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 books. Okay. Well, I've got two books. This one. Sasquatch Evidence of an Enigma, books one and two. They're full color, and I autograph them personally. Or if you pay me extra, I won't autograph them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, they're 22 bucks and some shipping, uh, which I try to keep to a minimum. But they're very nice books. They're nice, heavy, uh, glossy photo paper in there. They're not just like the black and white pulp. Um, you can get these books at my website, which is www.relichominid.com. R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-N-I-D.com. You can get them on Amazon because I have, you know, my books are published by Beyond the Fray. They they have the black and white versions, same material, but they're black and white. You know, the pulp paper, all the pictures are black and white instead of color, so it's a different look and feel. But you know, they're like fifteen bucks. These are twenty-two bucks. So it depends on, you know, if you on your budget, really, you know. Uh, but that's where you can get them. Amazon. They have Kindle, and I'm working on a deal now to have a guy do uh, books on tape. I uh, haven't worked out the details on that yet, because uh, some people like that, like to listen to while they're driving, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can that's where you can find them. I'm, I'm always here in Liberty, Missouri, waiting for the next bomb to drop, you know. I'm rarely disappointed. <laughs> we were going to talk about my UFO thing, but that'll have to be for another day. Yeah, yeah, I'm running out of time. I got to get go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so do I, actually. I got to go, you know, do my real estate thing. So, uh, but, you know, uh, this uh, has been a blast. It has. And I will put the link to uh, your site and your books in the notes of this episode so my listeners can check you out and contact you if they've awesome. had any unusual encounters that they cannot report to anybody else. Yeah, and I don't kiss and tell. I don't leave your. I don't, I don't talk about your location or your name, you know. And all the people that are in my book, I let them pick their their pseudonyms. So all the people that are named in this book, those aren't their real names, but they pick they pick their names so they could be you know like uh, my people in the uh, Tennessee, Earl and Darlene. Although that was kind of a clever, you know. I would just know. call myself Handsome Gary. I would. Yeah. I'd, talk, I'd just call you Adonis. <laughs> God of studliness. You know? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know, you, you could change your last name to Adonis. I, I, think could, be I could do that. Well, no, thanks for having me. Anytime, I'm available anytime. You know, I'm, you know, I, I love chatting with you. You know, and get you know, open-minded. You know, people are listening and you know, thinking, well, this guy's nuts or maybe he's not nuts. You know, Call me and find out. <laughs> well thanks Carter it's always a pleasure okay. having you on I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and uh, we'll do it again in a month or so alright Adonis we will be chatting All right, hang on for one second while I play the outro Facebook, Twitter.
Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon, and it will change your life. Remember, everything that it says was first imagined. If you loved what you listened to today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Again, thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable.